You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Technology and Society with Aki Anastasio. Who is not flying around the globe. Oh, I'm here with you. Hello. Uh, how is it? How are you? I'm very well, Eusebius. How are you doing? I'm good. How was your weekend? It was, it was very pleasant, thank you. It was very chilled. Um, yeah, it was... It was Nothing, nothing that stands out. <laughs> nothing newsworthy. Nothing newsworthy. I, I did nothing want, to report I, to EWN. I enjoyed the football. You behaved. I did. I enjoyed the football yeah. between Man United and Liverpool yesterday. Yeah, I know nothing about football. Do yeah. you? I can talk to you about the cricket or the rugby over the weekend. Yes, that I definitely watched. Oh, what's happening this morning? Um, we've probably lost by now, which is yeah. why I haven't even bothered to ask Abel to put the. 202 on to have yes. a look at the results, but uh, what an absolutely pathetic performance by the Proteus. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. The less said, the better. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, it was very good apart from that. Yeah. Okay, so what are we starting the show with a review? Well, yes, you know what? I've been playing around with the LG G8X smartphone. Um, uh, you know, if you, if we, if you can picture a phone, which is a standard phone that you're probably holding in your hands right now, listening to us or the size of your phone, Eusebius, and imagine adding another phone to it and opening it up like a little book. So that's a dual screen phone, and they seem to be becoming quite popular. I mean, Samsung and Huawei have got one as well. Hmm. I don't know if I would use it the practicality you know they all say it's for multitasking and giving the ability to have a bigger screen that you can view a lot more stuff and do things mm. simultaneously for example if you play games if you play videos but you know this is the lg it features a 6.4 inch dual screen phone and the the one screen is detachable so if you don't want to carry both of them around because it can get a bit bulky you you have the ability to un- unlock it um but essentially these are for people who want really want to multitask they want a bit more screen space. So how do you do that? Like like two different things on the two different screens? Well, Let's no, say. it's it's like if you can imagine a, a laptop with uh, the, yeah. f- the one part being a tablet and you can just pull it off and just use it as a normal phone. Okay. Well, it is. It's a phone, but the additional screen just adds a lot more uh, capacity to do more things. But still, you know, when this when it's that small, I, I don't know. I, I don't really see the usability in the use elegant. case. It's quite chunky. No, it's it is quite chunky. It is mm. quite chunky. It's got a great battery life. It's well built because it's an LG. But I guess there's a market for it, and um, and you know because the other manufacturers are developing something similar, uh, there's obviously a market for it. But if you see where the evolution of the phone's gone from small, and then it went a little bit bigger. Now they've you know we got phablets. We don't call them phablets in the we just used to the size of them. They're big Big phones. Mm. Now this one is double the size of a big phone, mm. um, so it kind of sits in between a tablet and a regular phone. Okay. So there's obviously a market for it, mm. and they're cashing in on it. And to, how, what does it retail it? Uh, it will cost you around about fifteen grand. So it's it's quite well priced for what it can do, uh, but very very niche market. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And then moving on to Twitter, I was quite my it's curiosity just, was piqued when I saw this because I kind of did a. Oh, yeah. I've never thought about which platforms I can edit and where I can't edit. Talk to us about Twitter. Well, you know, on Facebook, if you post something, you can edit it. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, you can edit it. One of the biggest frustrations I have with Twitter is sometimes you make a spelling mistake or you frame something incorrectly and you want to edit it, you can't. You've got you to can't edit comments in the comment no, section you, you of Instagram, be- though. Because that normally annoys oh, me. Oh, if it's not your comment. Yeah, or even like if I post something now, I can yeah. obviously quickly edit. I can go back and edit. Yes. But if you say, oh, cool, photo, and I go like, and I make a mistake in response to you, 
I have to. Oh, you can't edit that part. I have to delete that unless oh, I'm really? wrong. Someone will tell me. I know that you can. You can edit the irritating. original. You can edit the original post. Yeah, the original you can. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know about the comments actually. Mm. Uh, I don't comment, so that's why I don't know. I was about to say because you typed so perfectly the first no, time. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I never, I, I never engage on Instagram. You know, and my daughter was was teasing me the other day, saying that uh, pops, you need to move into Insta because <laughs> that's where it's happening. You know, Twitter's for old people, so that's a perception out that's there. I guess. So um, on Twitter, I can't. You can't edit on Twitter now. Um, now, what, what Jack Dorsey does? He's the CEO of Twitter and one of the co-founders. He has a Q and A once a month where people from Twitter can ask questions, and he answers the questions. And um, this is a very interesting one because. I've often wondered, and, I've, and they, they were saying that it might come, it never really came, but this is what Jack Dorsey had to say about whether editing will come to Twitter or not. The reason there's no edit button, there hasn't been an edit button traditionally, is we started as a SMS text messaging service. So as you all know, when you send a text, you can't really take it back. We wanted to preserve that vibe and that feeling uh, in the early days. But now, you know, we have an app, and a lot of people are using us on the web, and there's some issues with edit that we can we can solve um one is you might send a tweet and then someone might retweet that and then an hour later you completely change the content of that tweet and that person that retweeted the original tweet is now retweeting and rebroadcasting something completely different so that's something to watch out for a lot of people want it because they want to fix a quick spelling error or a broken link or whatnot and that's great. We've considered a one-minute window or a 30-second window to correct something, but that also means that we have to delay sending that tweet out because once it's out, people see it. So these are all the considerations. It's just work, but we'll probably never do it. Look, I mean, it's an interesting two sets of reasons, right? The one yeah. is just romantic about the origins. Yes. We want to preserve yeah. mimicking SMSs. Okay, fine. Then you get you get over that because now you got to accept your technology has evolved beyond the, your original inspiration, which was SMS. The second one makes a functional sense to me. But you know how Facebook got over that, and I don't know if they've if they've resorted back to disallowing this. Yes. There's an edit history, so it shows edit. And then if you click there, it used to show you what yes. the original was and what you edited. Yes. So if I if I had shared your Facebook comment and you went back and you edited in a way that is now completely inconsistent with the original status update, yeah. At least in my in my defense, should it come to that, I can say no. But go look at Aki's edit history. You will see what the original post was. Mm. Yeah, look, it's an interesting one because you see what he's saying as well. Look, on Facebook, it keeps it under the same thread, right? Mm. With Twitter, the moment people start retweeting it, that's where it gets out of hand. But then you can argue on Facebook, you share posts as well. So um, uh, they, they can also get out of hand over there. But I do get it. I get where it he's too. coming it from, makes from Twitter. And, it makes complete And sense. I think that because it's such a short format, yeah. It can it can change the, the the meaning of what the person was trying to say originally. Especially just when changing you, a couple of words. Especially when you can get into trouble, as we know, even in politics. Yes. Um, with retweeting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so what happens on Twitter stays on Twitter. Yeah, and when your retweets are taken to be endorsements, <laughs> exactly, um, you can get into trouble for retweeting things that you didn't retweet because someone edited it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. It's such a dangerous space, isn't it? That's why on Twitter, often before I post anything, I really think, and, and I never never post stuff when you're angry either. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Stand back, wait for an hour to. And last see. but not least, we now on a weekly, if not a monthly basis, have the word smart yeah, on right our right. runner because everything is becoming smart and smarter. Yeah, well, this is an extraordinary product that was announced by a company called Mojo Lens. Now, many of us wear glasses or contact lenses for that matter. What these guys have managed to do, and they've been developing this for over the last few years, so it's not something that's you know, it's not something that's uh, far out and that, that they've come up with an idea and they're possibly going to develop it. They've developed it and it will be low. They're waiting for FDA approval. So it should be available in the next two to three years. And just to give you an idea of the scale of money we're talking about on a project like this, what they've spent to date is in excess of 1.5 billion rand to develop this particular prototype, uh, which is now being tested by various people. So what it is, is a, it's a contact lens. So if you wear glasses or contact lenses, imagine having a contact lens that you will have in your periphery vision that you'll be able to see certain things, whether it's weather, whether it's, um, you know, special information that's coming through. Um, ultimately, they say these will be used for people like firefighters imagine imagine they used another example a concierge in a hotel for example so you see um mr mckaiser coming towards me i don't know it's mr mckaiser because i can't recognize every guest but the technology will recognize me and will say in 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 the in my eye in my vision you can't see i can see that mr mckaiser is staying in room 609 and he's a gold customer so i can greet you personally by name uh, firefighters will use it in a real firefighting situation where you can see a, a breakout of the area that you are accessing a fire and you're busy fighting a fire in and then of course people who have got um, conditions like the degeneration of your retina for example the these lenses are able to 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 improve your vision number one and also you'll be able to see things that you cannot see because of the degeneration of your eyes so it'll kind of take something that's out of focus and bring it in focus um and just to tell us more about it this is uh, the one of their c well the ceo of mojo vision mike weimer who's busy talking about how this uh potential lens will change people's lives people's lives we think it's a really exciting new category with a lot of opportunity if we can um, kind of change the way we the relationship that we have with some of our screens and uh, actually make things less intrusive by letting us look and feel human right a contact lens that is is very subtle and, and hard to notice when you wear it and yet is connecting you to the information that you want when you want it and the rest of the time is off Right? Our objective is not to bombard you with information all the time. There's hardware, there's software, there's fitting. There, you know, it's a contact lens. It corrects for any of your vision corrections uh, that, that are needed, just like a normal contact lens. We've made the world's smallest micro display, um, an ultra low power wireless high speed data link. How do you power it? Um, how do you put sensors into it? How do you control this device? There's so many different aspects of this systems engineering problem to solve simultaneously. You know what blows my mind with this kind of stuff, UCBS, is, and it's, we're going to see a lot more of this this decade, is the micro components that are used to make this. I mean, if you can imagine the, uh, the size of a contact lens, yeah. to be able to fit the electronics in there, yeah. to have a display like that with the sensors, the micro components that are used in there, in, in themselves, are just mind-blowing, mm. just to say the least. So if they can do that uh, in such a small scale, imagine what else we will be able to do in the next few years. Yeah, I'm. my mind is racing with the possibilities. Yeah. I mean, the f in the first instance, to improve 
your ability to recognize people is one thing. But as you were saying earlier, you might be able to get other data as you see this person who's walking towards you at the counter. Now suddenly she knows you're Aki. She knows yeah, exactly. your grinder profile. She can <laughs> <laughs> ask you about your trip from Joburg. So how was your trip from Joburg? And you're like, how the hell does she know that? Yeah, and how will she know my grinder <laughs> profile? <laughs> the possibility for the data that can be instantly available is, no, it's, is amazing. It's right. And it, what it does is makes everything instantaneously. Yeah. That you don't have to type anything or search for anything physically. That information is being fed to you in real time. It's, it's, it's frightening and, um, and mind blowing at the same time. Absolutely. Thanks, Aki. We'll do Cheers. it again next week.